Yeah, I mean, if you want to know where things are at now with Kentucky, like you, I'm sure you guys have seen, but like they are now to the point to where they're trying to get guys to reclassify into the 2023 class to join the roster. And you just think about that for a second. It's the transfer portal era, and this is where Kentucky is at. And not to say these guys aren't talented. And, and again, I think there's probably one of them that could come in and, and start right away. But you know, it almost feels like Cal's trying to – I don't think he's doing this intentionally, but I think maybe he doesn't have a choice now is to turn back the clock to 2012 or 13 or whatever and just try to say, all right, you know, our top six or seven guys are going to be freshmen. <laughs> like That may be what they have to do, but as you guys know – what have we talked about? Why did certain teams make runs in the NCAA tournament this past season? The year before, they had experience. They, I mean, they had the experience, and I just do not see that on this roster right now. Um, they've missed on several guys that I think, you know, we could probably go down the list, right? Like Hunter Dickinson. I thought there was some pretty good momentum that he could wind up at Kentucky early on. But that also goes back to the Oscar Sheboy decision and how did that impact things? Because, you know, it is a timing thing where you have to sort of get all the pieces right and everybody's trying to figure out what everybody else is doing because I could go here, but then maybe this guy comes back and I don't get this NIL money. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. So that's why I said earlier, if Antonio Reeves is not on that roster next season, I have I don't know how I could, even with that many talented freshmen, um, I don't know that I could say that I'm going to be confident about Kentucky being better than some of these other teams we talked about because I just think it's it's kind of a crapshoot now when you have that many young guys because you're banking on trying to figure out whether the chemistry is going to be there, how do they perform against older players who have been doing this for two, three, four years, maybe longer. <laughs> um, I mean, think about that, right? It's like if you took Kentucky and put them against a Tennessee, you think about all the games that Vescovy and Ziegler and James and so forth have played in. You know, is the talent going to be enough to overcome that? It They are going to be very talented. Those freshmen, that's, again, everybody, you guys know, everybody's talked about it. I mean, this could be, you know, kind of that premier class. I'd be hard-pressed to say that just yet because we've seen some of the classes that have come through there and probably not going to put them ahead of a John Wall and company just yet. But, I mean, I, I look at this roster, and like you said, they're, they're trying to fill the roster now, and if they're trying to do it with more freshmen – that's a very interesting dynamic uh, for this Kentucky team. Yeah, we, we heard, speaking of Chad Baker-Mazzara, we heard there was Kentucky interest in Chad Baker-Mazzara and nothing against junior college basketball. You don't hear about Kentucky browsing the junior college ranks very much, uh, certainly in, in May and June because they need front court help. I wonder, is there is there anyone in the portal at the moment that you think could eventually end up at Kentucky, because I agree with you, it just feels unlikely that this roster is is this barren. Now there's there's potential, but you know, just it feels unlikely that this is what the roster looks like when the fall term begins. You know, the name, and, and I'm sure you've probably seen it. Like Arthur Kaluma has been the one that I think a lot of Kentucky fans have been sort of stuck on trying to figure out, you know, if that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I can tell you probably from what I know at the moment, I don't know that Kentucky's going to be his top option. Um, and that's why I say if he's not, then that, I, I'm not like, I just said what I said, probably thinking he's not going to be there. And I think when you look at it from that standpoint, it's like, well, okay, well, that's where you are kind of in that situation where there's not a lot of names out there at this point that I think that are just 
I don't know if I like the way to say it. It's like, I just don't know that some of these guys are, are going to play at Kentucky, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't know that there are a lot of guys out there left that are kind of fitting what they need. And I don't really see Cal being the kind of guy who's just going to go out to grab someone um, just to have him on the roster. But there may come a point where they may not have a choice. Um, and so I I think that's the one that's going to be very interesting. Um, if If he were to make that decision, because think about this too, guys. You know, Kaluma's decision could a lot could sort of play into the Grant Nelson one, like we said earlier, because Alabama and and you said it earlier, Dan. It's like Alabama's in that situation where they are sort of having to pivot a little bit and figure out, okay, is it going to be Nelson or does Nelson go to Arkansas? Well, if it's not Nelson, well, then is Kaluma an option? And then it's like, well, that factors in Kentucky. So there's a lot of things there, and and so it's. I don't really see an, an obvious choice for Kentucky at this point, and that's wild to say because we are still talking about Kentucky, but I don't really see an obvious choice that really just changes everything for them um, out there at the moment. All right, so I, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about some of the other teams in the conference before we got into, uh, you know, we, we sort of focused in on Auburn's roster, but we, again, we've, we've hinted at some things with Auburn's roster, but we can we can go more in-depth, I think, now looking at this team. Uh, Janai Broom's decision and the timing of it felt critical for this team as far as if, if, the, if Auburn would probably be on that list of teams we're talking about scrambling to fill a piece on the roster right now if Janai Broom had decided at the deadline to stay in the draft. Instead, he's going to play another year of college basketball. I'd love your thoughts on Janai and his decision uh, to return. Yeah, I mean, I'll just tell you flat out, I I said this to someone the other day, I said, you know, and this is just one part of the, the puzzle, but you look around, right? Look at all the rosters of players coming back. And we've talked about some of the more high-profile players, but would you not say that he's probably one of the favorites, I think, to be the SEC Player of the Year this upcoming season? And, and I know some people, I, I said to someone, like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think you put him in there. You put a Tolu Smith in there. Um, you know, obviously you can put maybe a couple of those Tennessee players or Alabama players and so forth, but he's got to be. And like you said, it, it was critical to get him back because that's the kind of player that he is, and that's what he can do, I think, for this Auburn team. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're you're getting a guy back. Like we, you know, we can transition the conversation from Kentucky to Auburn because again, what is Kentucky lacking? They're lacking a guy like that, and you know, it's like that can be how things sort of change for you in terms of having a guy now with another year of experience under his belt, basically a walking double double. And, you know, now you put him in a league where Mississippi State did get it to lose smooth back. Okay, well, you've got the guy that can sort of counter that now in Janiah Broom. And then you go down the list with some of these other teams. And so I I just thought that, and we said earlier, and I I could have tied him into the conversation, but I knew we'd get to Auburn. But, yeah, I mean, he's right there in terms of the importance of a Mississippi State getting it to lose smooth back, uh, an Alabama getting those guards back, Tennessee getting James back he's right there in that conversation. You have to put him in that same sort of plane because um, that's how important I think he's going to be to this particular Auburn team just with how the roster uh, is made up. Because now you look at Auburn's roster, you look at some other rosters in the SEC, there's something that really stands out about Auburn's roster, and that's when you go up and down the line. You're like, you know, senior, grad, you know, grad guy, like old, 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 old. And that's not, you know, a knock on, on somebody's age. That's just they have an older team now. And that I think is really important. So, and you know, I, I think that with with Janai, 
Um, I, I don't know that, that that's that's a really interesting. I I don't know what he was. I don't know what he was told by NBA draft scouts. Like I, I'm really the next time he talks to the media, I'm going to be really interested to hear what he has to say about sort of what what he heard, like what kind of feedback he got. I would imagine um, that he was encouraged to work on his perimeter shooting and his athleticism and, and try to you know get closer to. Uh, you know, NBA caliber with both of those things, which is a scary thought for the rest of the league, because if he can do that after the season he just had, uh, I, I agree with you about what you said, Blake, that this could be a conference player of the year type of season for Janai if he can take those steps.